So a few weeks back, Andy um, messaged me saying, would I speak on this day? And would I like to choose a psalm? So I chose Psalm 91. And I, I just really feel that it's a, it's a good psalm for today. <laughs> it's a really good psalm. For, well, it's a good psalm for every day, but it's a good psalm. It's actually my favorite psalm. Um, when, when I was 10 years old, I had um, two lots of quite significant surgeries on my spine. And I remember um, knowing that it was going to be, you know, fairly big surgery. I was a little, well, rightly so. I was nervous, all right? And I was, te- and I remember and my mum saying, oh, Pat from church, Pat Clark said, we should read Psalm 91, let's read it. So she read Psalm 91 to me. Well, while I'm in my white gown, I've had my pre-med, we had, yeah, back in those days you had to have an injection before you went down. I don't think they do that now. Um, but but then, and I was all, you know, all I had the thing on my head, you know, the, my hair was all covered up and I was ready, waiting to go down and mum reads Psalm 91 and as she read it, I felt um, just the tangible presence of God flood over me. I felt his peace and his love. And, and it was so significant that I can still remember it today, 40 or 41 years later. And so, so it's my favorite psalm because whenever I feel like I'm in a bit of trouble or a bit of strife or, or something is not going my way necessarily, I can come back to this psalm and remember the truth of it. So I'm going to just look at it today. I'm going to read it in a moment in the King James Version, which is the version that she read over me because back then... Believe it or not, the NIV had not been written. Um, So we're talking a long time ago. (laughs) Um, I think the NIV came out in the 80s sometime. So, you know, it might have been just about... But anyway, I didn't have the NIV. I just had the King James, and I think my dad had an RSV, something like that, just a little bit more. Anyway, but it's the King James that I... And and it's the King James that I learned... I kept reading it over and over and over again. I just, you know, kept getting my, my little King James children's Bible um, out and I kept reading it um, because it was so, such a precious psalm. So let me read it. And then Steve's going to read it in a more modern version just to help us, like, figure out what it's saying. Okay, so Psalm 91 in the King James says this. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Thou shalt not fear the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in the darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, but it will not come near nigh thee. 
Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee and to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder and the young lion and the dragon thou shalt trample under feet, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him with long life. I will I satisfy him and shew him my salvation. A repeat is good. It's good to hear it twice. So hearing the story about mum, and this is the psalm I read out. Um, When I visited mum in the chapel of rest, so um, if somebody needs to take over, they can. (laughs) I didn't realise. I know. (laughs) Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust in him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armour and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand may fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, those evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge... If you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble and I will rescue and honour them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. This morning I'm just going to share just a few stories. Um, for my life. Um, as I said, this has been a very important song to me. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to unpack just three words. Um, 
Are you struggling to get me or are you okay? You're all right, yeah. Um, so so it, the psalm starts off by saying, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And the, the, those, just three, those three words I just want to unpack just a little bit um, before I, I just share some stories. Um, so, so it says, he who dwells. That word there in, in the Hebrew, and I'm not a Hebrew scholar, so I have no idea exactly how to say it, but it goes something like yashaba, okay? Ihu yashaba, and it means to sit down and to remain, to dwell and to live, okay? So it, it means to, to dwell in, to live in, to sit down and to remain in. The shelter is besetar or sathar, which means covering, a hiding place, something of secrecy. It's a personal thing. It's not just coming to church on a Sunday or life group on a Thursday or, you know, being involved, being involved is good and it's right and we encourage it. But it's a personal thing between you and God, between me and God. He who dwells in the shelter or the secret place shall, and then the next word is abide, and it's, it's something like yitlovanan. Um, it means to lodge, to abide, and to pass the night in or to spend the night, which talks of a time of being in safety. So he or she, the person who dwells or who lives or who sits with and remains with the Most High, shall abide in the shelter, that covering, that safety, even through the night when it's tough, when it's hard, when, when we're in trouble, we get that shelter, that covering, that safety, that secret place. And it's a personal thing between you and God. I can't abide for you and you can't abide for me. I can't dwell in with God for you. I can only dwell it, with God for me. It's a personal, relational thing between me and God. A place of safety regardless of what is going on around. 10,000 may fall in this side and this may ha be happening in that side and we're having pandemics and we're having difficulties and we've got to isolate and we can't do this and we can't do that and it's all going and then there's a war here and there's a war there and, and everything's going all we hear sad news, we experience grieving and it's hard and it's tough and, and, but I can come to that secret place because I'm dwelling in him, I am remaining in him through it all, that personal place. And, and, and I want to encourage us all today to remember that that personal place is available for all of us. Whatever the moment, the God 
of the universe, the creator who loves us so much that he even decided to take part in this wretched world. And he lived here for 33 years and he allowed man to kill him. I'm talking about Jesus if you haven't tweaked. He came, he died, he experienced all of it. He knew what it was like to grieve. He knew what it was like to feel fear. He knew what it was like to be beaten and rejected and, and abandoned. And He went through it all. He knows it. He understands it. And now he wants us to abide in him through his spirit. And as we do that, he has given us everything we need Peter, chapter 1, verse 3 says this, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life and godliness. What do you need today? Come into the presence, abide in him. We're dwelling with him. He's with us always. Let's abide under that shadow. Come into that shelter that shadow today and spend time with him in the secret place asking him talking with him receiving from him what you need in the moment what I needed as I was about to go down to surgery was a bit of peace and a bit of comfort and a bit of love a bit of strength he provided that His desire is to walk through life with us because he wants us to live abundant lives in him. Now, you read the psalm and you think, gosh, nothing's going to happen to us, right? <laughs> if only it was as literal as the psalm is. Um, but then you get to the end of the psalm and, and then it says that, um, you know, he, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me, I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with long life and give them my salvation. Life happens all around us and it happens to us. And so what we need to know is that God is there in the moment. Sometimes he pulls us out of the, of the moment. Sometimes he pulls us out of the issue. He, he, just, he brings an amazing miracle. And we always pray for the miracle, okay? Don't ever stop praying for the supernatural, okay? Because he can do that. And sometimes he does. And yet sometimes he just walks us with us through the trouble to the outside, to the end of it. Yes? Yes. Another experience that I had, again as a child, it was just a few years later, I was about 12. Um, the doctors I had uh, suggested, so my, my left leg was a bit deformed and, and, and it was the wrong shape and the, the foot was not quite right and it looked a bit odd. And I walked even more odd than what I walk now. And the doctor suggested amputation. And my parents very wisely 
gave me the option. Um, but it was a bit of a big decision for a 12-year-old to make. And I remember lying in bed thinking, what if I make the wrong choice? Like, I was... I got all in a bit of a pickle. Do you ever get in a pickle? Yeah, ever? No, she's like... I got in a pickle and I'm lying in bed and I'm crying and I'm like, God, I don't know what to do. What should I do? What should I do? And I've skipped. Do you know what? I've missed a bit. I've just realised I've jumped onto the wrong story. So carry on with that one for the minute and I'll go back to the one. And I'm lying in bed and I'm like, God, I don't know what to do crying and suddenly again that same feeling that I felt when mum read out the psalm 91 to me when I was 10 waiting for the surgery that very same wave of love and peace and and everything just flooded over me while I was laying in my bed at home by myself and and two songs came very strongly into my head the first one was this a kid's song that we used to sing in Sunday school called be bold be strong for the Lord thy God is with thee, I be bold, I be strong. Yeah, do you remember it? For you that have been around a while. For the Lord thy God is with thee. Um, and then the other one was a, a little bit more contemplative. Um, and again, it was a song that we used to sing, and it was um, Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, I know he holds my future. My life is worth living just because he lives. And now you know why I don't stand with the microphone singing. But anyway, <laughs> I don't have the greatest song voice. But that song came and, and I realised that I don't have to fear the decision in fact, I don't have to fear anything really because he's alive and I'm in him and he's holding my future. He's going to hold me to the very, very end. I was going to, um, let me go back to being 10, right? God read, my mom read that psalm over me and I felt his peace, but he didn't take me out of the situation right there and then, but he walked through with me. I had two lots of surgeries. I lay flat on my back for six months. I wore a plaster jacket from here to here for 13 months. And then I wore a leather jacket that you could take off to take a bath for a further six months. That was a bit tough for a 10-year-old, but I did it. And God walked me through. He was holding me every step of the way. Sometimes he rescues he lifts us out, sometimes he walks us through. But what I want to make sure that today we know deep down in our hearts that there is a place that we can be with our Father God. That shelter of the Most High. Now, as you can tell, I did go on, I did have the amputation. Um, I just made the choice, I think it was the right choice. I can face my tomorrows, I can face my todays because he's alive and he's with me. Whatever it is, whatever I'm, I'm going through, he's with me. And I want you to know that he's with you and you have the choice to come into that shelter, that safe place with him. 
And finally, I just wanted to share, and Steve, Steve's already just made a reference to it, Mum's story. She, she, she read that psalm out to me, but she demonstrated that in her life. She knew what it meant to dwell in the presence of God. She knew what it meant to be under the shelter of the Most High. And, and she experienced the miracles, you know. I, I know I often say it a lot, but maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't. But, but in 2005, she was lifted out of the issue. She, she had a brain tumour that was disappeared through prayer and fasting without treatments or anything like that. Okay, so, so he, in that season, he lifted her right out of it, and a miracle came. He completely healed her. And then another season came along, 16 years later. She's still dwelling in the Most High. She's still with her Saviour. But then she went through a very difficult time. Um, it was during the pandemic and she got ill and she ended up in hospital. You know the story, I'm sure, but I'm just going to share it because I want to just let you know her story because her story might help your story. We weren't allowed to visit, but thankfully she had a phone, so we were able to have phone calls. It was during the pandemic, no one was allowed in. Um, but I remember one, one particular phone call that I had with her, and it was a couple of weeks before she died. And she, she said um, to me that she wasn't afraid of dying. She says, I, I don't want to go yet. She says, I, I want to be with your dad, and I don't want to leave him, and I want to watch Lottie go to school. You know, she, she was like, had in her mind, I want to live for a few more years yet. But, but she said, I'm not afraid. I know where I'm going. I'm okay with it. She said, I'm okay with it. See, she knew that she was in the shelter of the Most High. And, and <laughs> she knew that Jesus would be with her in trouble. And in trouble she was. I mean, good grief. She, <laughs> she, she had got an ulcerated foot. She ended up having to surgery. She, it was a mess, wasn't it? Steve, bless her. Um, she got COVID. She managed to survive that. And then a week later after being told she hadn't got it anymore we're looking at rehabilitation she gets a chest infection by this point her body was too weak and jesus said come home come home and um she died he brought her into eternity but for those who are dwelling in the secret place of the most high we're abiding under the shelter under the shadow or under his wings, whatever imagery, imagery, that's it, <laughs> you want to use, you are covered by him right up until he chooses to bring you home to be with him. And I think we need to remind ourselves of that. Whatever life throws at us, wherever we are, Let's choose him. Let's choose to trust him. Let's choose to come under his shadow, under his protection. Let's come aside a while. I, I got to do that on Friday. 
I had some spare time and I went for a walk. And I actually probably walked maybe further than I normally do, but I went to Green and Common and, and, and uh, thankfully it didn't rain and it was lovely. And, and I, but I had my secret place as I walked around. So it doesn't, it's not a location, it's a heart. It's a relational place, okay? You can be walking in the woods, you can be sitting in your room, but come aside and talk to him and let him minister to you to be in his presence. Take time to be in his presence. And we're going to do that just collectively right now. We're just going to sit quietly and we're just going to say, Father, we're dwelling in you. And we need to shelter right now from the storms of life. We, we need to be in your presence. So, Father, I thank you for Psalm 91.